What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Richer Geek. Today's uh, guest is none other than Johnny Wolf. He's the uh, founder, CEO of Homeroom co-living which is elevating the home sharing concept to a new level how are you doing johnny doing so good michael really a big fan of the show and thank you so much for having me absolutely you know this when i saw this concept it intrigued me because it's like what i don't need is another you know fix and flipper and i you know need another all that other stuff you know that we have on but the Two things interest me, you know, co-living is, is one, but then we're talking about the kind of the difference between the millennials, Gen Z, some of the things you're seeing being a, uh, a, a young person. And I think that the concept of what you guys are doing is pretty unique and pretty special. So uh, a little bit about background in 2020. Thank you so much. Um, homeroom, your, your company, had a 99% on-time rent payment, mm-hmm. um, full occupancy in over 100 units. Um, you know, that's that's impressive. So tell me about what got you involved in this? What got you started thinking about the co-living space instead of just doing regular rentals? Yeah, I think what's even more impressive, Michael, and I'm not, I, not to say that we're impressive, but I think what I'm more impressed with and that kind of every day surprises me is today we have 656 units, right? Mm-hmm. So we had 120 20 and we've grown and more than 300% this year um, or in 2021. So pretty, pretty incredible stuff. I think to your point, you know, there are a lot of people doing the same thing, um, kind of reading the same books and, you know, I appreciate the hustle and the grind. I, but I, the one thing that I value so much more is creativity applied with that, right? And finding new ways of doing things that aren't just pure one for one kind of thing. Things where if you do it in a way that adds val- enough value, you can scale it kind of <laughs> like what you've done with hotels. Um, you know, with co-living, we have, we have investors can make 50% more return uh, because when you rent by the room, you make more money. And then you have, you know, on the other side, rent tenants that can save 50% on rent. And so <laughs> a lot of these Gen Z and millennials are thirsty for financial freedom really hard to do when you have a ton of college debt and you're paying, you know, over a thousand dollars to an apartment building that's burdening you with fees. So mm-hmm. homeroom is kind of this, uh, I think, perfect solution for both sides. Uh, and, you know, this changing dynamic for investors and also this kind of tough environment for renters. Now explain a little bit about in case our uh, listeners don't know, mm-hmm. what does homeroom do and exactly what is co-living? What is, what is that concept? 
Yeah, so co-living is three or more unrelated um, adults living in the same place. Uh, roommate house, you know, show like friends kind of, you know, show that, although most of those had two roommates. So we, we say it's three or more. Um, so it's also pretty amenities rich. So the part the amenities begin at, the, at, at renting where everything's digital. You have a 3D Matterport tour. You can book, uh, you can sign a lease online. You can pay everything online. You get a digital key code to move in. So you never have to meet anyone and you can move it on the day you're moving. It activates. Um, and then, you know, we use machine learning to pair roommates so that the dynamic between the roommates is, you know, much, much better. Uh, we also, during kind of your stay, you can, we have, you know, customer success advocates that are working with you to improve that. Uh, there's no other property manager in the planet that I've seen that has that approach where it's like, we're actively making sure you're having a good time, giving it, giving your feedback. Um, and, and we have online community events, you know, we have trivia nights. We have in-person events, although we've kind of put those on ice for a little bit, but we used to have like open mic nights and, and rock shows. So it's about online offline and engagement, but you also save money and kind of live in a community and make friends. Mm -hmm. um, but what it looks like for the investor is that they buy a house, we uh, furnish the common areas and they pay for that. But then the rents go way up with multiple occupants. And also there's no $0 months. There's mm -hmm. no month where the, the property is empty. Mm -hmm. So you're going to make, you know, 60% of rent, even in a bad month, which is a lot better than making 0% and then paying for a lease up. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty good uh, solution for both sides of our marketplace. Now, are these single family residences or the multifamily? What, what are you doing? We currently do single family homes exclusively. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, for instance, you have a, a three bedroom, two bath. You could put mm -hmm. three different people in there that don't know each other. They have a, a mm -hmm. shared family room, dining room, kitchen. Yep, correct. Yeah. Very interesting. And you can pay your rent. Everything's controlled with an app, I assume, that's on the phone. Yep, everything's app-based. And you can actually transfer to another mm -hmm. uh, homeroom with a kind of a push of a button in our app. Something was interesting on your site that you actually can provide maid service. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. We also <laughs> provide maid service to the common areas <laughs> on a monthly basis. We, um, I lived with roommates for two decades in San Francisco, San Jose, Austin, and Kansas City. And there's a few things that really cause roommate tension more than anything else. One of them is the cleanliness of the house. Mm -hmm. You have the really clean person that's maybe a bit more uptight potentially, you know, uh, then you have like the person that doesn't really care because it's just going to get dirty anyway. Mm -hmm. And who's right in that situation, honestly, it doesn't really matter. Our goal is to just release the tension. And so we send the maid, they clean monthly, things don't get terribly bad. Um, we do inspections every time a roommate moves out, we kind of mm -hmm. walk the premises, make sure it's in great shape. Mm -hmm. So we're really trying to make it so if the roommate's you know, drop the ball just a little bit. We're kind of catching the ball and making mm -hmm. sure that the house is enjoyable for everyone. Now, how does do the uh, the leases work in something like that? Are they signing twelve month leases for one room, or what? What are you doing? Yeah, it's a member agreement, and it's typical. You know, the average person will sign for twelve months. We do as short as three months. Uh, pricing changes based on length of stay, mm -hmm. um, and but you can transition from one property to another in the homeroom ecosystem mm -hmm. on the member agreement. So we've had people that have moved to Austin from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have to do much to, to make that happen. So. What kind of 
addendums do you have? You know, I'm thinking as as landlord myself, uh, yeah, to sure. try to keep the peace. You know, what are some of the things that you can do to, <laughs> um, you know, all the different stuff? You can't just have a lease because now you have three strangers coming in and they're kind of cohabitating. Um, how do you kind of protect them and protect yourself from all the stuff that could happen when you have three strangers living in the same house together? Yeah. I mean, our lease is definitely a custom, right? We have a Mm -hmm. lot of the, um, the basics in there, but the, we have a release of liability clause as part of our lease, sort of like Mm -hmm. going rock climbing, you know, you just (laughs) sign it and you're like, no matter what happens, like, I can't see you. Um, so, I mean, you're living with strangers, but you meet them. You have the opportunity to meet them first via mm-hmm. video call or in person. You, mm-hmm. you know, you, they have been background and credit checked. We are working very actively to make sure the house is in great shape. Mm-hmm. So we're doing everything we can. And you have a, you know, a customer success team that you can text 24 seven and they'll kind of respond to you and kind of work through stuff. So we're doing everything we can to, to help there. We also have a, you know, a, a you know, a, policy insurance policy that's two million dollars of every property mm-hmm. which you know so it's a general liability policy which pretty pretty exciting in terms if you're an owner that's not that t- property managers don't typically have that between you and the tenant but we do because we have a master lease with you and a sub lease with them so we end up creating basically a buffer between you and them to date we have had no tenants making any attempt at legal action against an owner ever and we've had over a thousand tenants uh, we've had, you know, no major harm come mm-hmm. to anyone in a, one of our houses to date. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, by fine tuning how we do it, you know, I think some things sound re- are really difficult, but if you get it right, it works really well. And so I, I think with home room, we're getting very close to that. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, during the pandemic, it, so you did well during the pandemic. I, I was kind of curious if you have like strangers coming together and, you know, they don't know each other, but uh, you're saying that you did pretty well. Yeah, we, um, we got lucky. We were tra- sort of in a place where we had hundred percent occupancy mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit and then no one moved in, no one moved out for like four mm-hmm. months. Um, that was a good time to have hundred percent occupancy mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, and then we built a, a COVID pro, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> that was funny. Um, then we built a COVID for a cough, as I say, COVID, mm-hmm. which is like pretty ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, then we built a COVID protocol uh, so that if, you know, we'd lock down a house, we'd, you know, isolate the roommate and they knew what to do. They knew who to talk mm-hmm. to. Um, and so that I think put a lot of our tenants mind at ease. And most of them that were with us through COVID have, are, you know, stuck with us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just having the, do, doing a good job, I think of that. And being kind of fortunate in our timing of where we were at as a company. Um, but we, we see just as much demand now as we saw before COVID. Just as many people need affordable housing. Um, when you look at the options for a 26-year-old, you know, they can live with their parents, but that's actually sort of da- dangerous for their parents if they may get COVID, if they're working outside the home. Um, they could live alone, but they probably can't, maybe they can't afford it. That's why mm-hmm. they're considering this. Um so it's still the best option to live with like people of, you know, their twenties and thirties um, if you need to save money and kind of not be alone. Also people that I know that lived in studio apartments mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic, they were just so lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people that, that right now are like, 
you know, people I lived, I lived with in one of my other roommate houses, um, me and my ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we had chicken wing Thursdays. We had people to play pu- do puzzles with. Um, so Colombian provides community as well. And mm-hmm. that's one of the big things that, you know, everyone's alone, isolated, staring at their phones. Uh, they have less friends than ever before. It's like, mm-hmm. and they're in more debt. So it's like, well, what can we do to, to solve all these at once? Well, we think that the co-living uh, house is the solution or a part of the solution. To that yeah. Solution. So you think that's kind of the future of living because, you know, explain to me, me not being a Gen Z, of course, or millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. If, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you turn out the lights and um, so tell me about, Gen Z's and you know the millennials we know that they delayed marriage a lot they kind of delayed getting into more debt you know with home buying Um, how how are you seeing that Gen Z is going to amplify the trends or keep it going Uh, are you seeing that are they kind of doing the same thing that they just don't want they are yeah they're behaving similarly it's i mean it's honestly it's a little bit hard to tell with gen z um because you know they're only what 25 right now 24 yeah just out of getting out of college yeah yeah so we don't really even the oldest ones we don't really we don't know Mm -hmm. but um they're definitely in the same amount of student debt (laughs) definitely (laughs) more they're definitely in more right um, as a young man, and if you feel like you're in tremendous amounts of debt and can't support a family or give them a good life, like most of those guys aren't going to settle down. I think Gen Z, just like the millennials, were spooked um, by the crazy divorce statistics. So it feels like, you know, is marriage a good bet that I should make? Or is it a bet that I should make way slower, get to know myself, um, really think about what I want in a partner before jumping into this thing that it seems like it's it's really making people's lives pretty miserable, like 50% of the time. (laughs) And so imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, So I mean, it's just, it's, I, there, I know a number of Gen Zers. I'm a millennial myself. There's not much, they're definitely stylistically different. They're definitely emotionally and communicationally different, but in terms of those core things that made the millennials super different and how they Mm -hmm went through life i there's no change that, that i yeah. see coming on the horizon um they may they may pull back and get married just a little bit early to be rebels but it's still <laughs> a risky bet right and if you're not going to get married do you so 38 do you want to live in a studio apartment for 17 years after college by yourself that uh, sounds awful right maybe point. you have a dog so it's a yeah get time. a dog they don't talk back still, too much yes yeah, true 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 but uh yeah you know it's just so different from you know, my age group where it's kind of like, Oh, Hey, we had a great time this weekend. You want to get married? And then, <laughs> you know, and then is that five how, days. Is that how you, is that how you found love, Michael. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hopefully Nicole won't uh, listen to this. No, I'm talking about friends. I had no people that I've heard about, sure. um, but yeah, it's very different. Cause I mean, our national pastime was, seemed like it was to get a divorce. I mean, it meant nothing to people our age, you know, when we were younger, it's just kind of mm. got married, got a divorce. It was like no big deal. And, uh, 
that to me yeah. is, is stressful. So I kind of like what the, the millennials and Gen Z is like, why rush? You know, I, I like, yeah, that. I mean, like, you know, you, I mean, you've got a generation of kids that every everyone I know growing up knew multiple people whose parents went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And yep. so it's, it's like, Hmm. And you watch it as a, as a kid, it's, I think it's even more traumatic. Mm-hmm. And so my, I'm very lucky. My parents are amazing. They yeah. stayed together. It was a beautiful, but even, even winning marriages, I think, you know, it's not really, this isn't a conversation about marriage necessarily, but yeah. even winning marriages, are they still vibrant? Is it still an amazing way to live? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of young folks are thinking about that pretty long and hard. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, means it's good. that the three, two, three bedroom, two bath house isn't the perfect fit anymore for a whole two decade period of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, so what do we do now? We have a bunch of three bedroom, two bath houses that don't fit the, the this, this, this makeup of, this two these this married couple with a baby which mm-hmm. it's just a whole hole in our society of that that group mm-hmm. right now interesting so. now yeah, let's get back to uh your company you know how did you think about this how did you get started get this thing off the ground um i assume you didn't have any money no experience um <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, those are both those are both accurate <laughs> so in 2015 i was working in san francisco because of some medical issues, I was essentially penniless mm. and I realized, and I had a good job and I was like, okay, I'm not going to be penniless, but I'm not going to really ever be able to live a good life in San mm-hmm. Francisco with this decent salary, I guess, mm-hmm. San Francisco wise. So I moved on. I'd been doing real estate investing since 2008 remotely. Um, and so I moved to Austin and mm after analyzing every market in the United States and picked Austin as the best real estate market. I said, I'm going to move there. I'm going to do a bunch of house hacks. Um, and I'm going to, and so I did that. I bought over a million in real estate in Austin, 2015. Um, I then turned every one of those properties into roommate houses. Um, I, yeah. And so I was running basically three roommate houses simultaneously with a full-time job in Austin, which was a lot. And, um, I'd kind of used up all my loans that I was eligible for. So I moved to Kansas city in 2018 to basically the same strategy. Again, mm-hmm. uh, my Austin properties returned over 500% annually based on how much I put into them. So it was a really nice, it was a good move. I liquidated at about six months in, in Kansas city. I was looking for roommates again for the new roommate house I was setting up. And I was like, I'm really tired of going on Craigslist, talking to weird people, <laughs> <laughs> having these waste of time conversations. And so why is not, why has someone not solved this before? I looked at it, I realized roommate matching apps were not where it's at. There's not enough money in that transaction forever to work. And I thought, well, what if I do what I just did in Austin, but I just do it 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. So then Homer was born. I emptied my retirement account. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Anyone listening? It's a bad idea. Um, I sold one of my favorite investment property um 1301 central park court in austin beautiful home and i started homeroom and i burned through that two hundred thousand dollars that i that i had in about three months mm-hmm. and i had to lay off everyone and so then for the next year and a half i ran the company essentially by myself hardest time ever i lived in a basement in kansas city um my sweet ex-girlfriend just stuck it out with me we had no money we had no um t- i had no time 
And I just worked my ass off. Just I leased, I did ops, I did everything a property manager does. And I started to integrate different technologies mm-hmm. to make the business work. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you get that many homes from now, from where you were there to now? Um, did you do it on your own? Do you have investors? What? How, did, yes. how do you have that many houses now? Um, we're at about 140 today. Uh, we started at the beginning of 2020 to help investors buy the homes. Mm-hmm. And it took us a year to really under, you know, make the, the offering, you know, smooth and fluid. Um, and then it took us about three months to figure out how to market it. And so about, about 10 months ago, Mike, my co-founder now started a, f- a Facebook campaign and we went from adding three or four homes a month to in November, we added 17 hmm. with a goal of trying to add a hundred by the end of next year. So it's really just, you know, it's kind of like you just keep bump running around, you stumbling in the darkness over and over again, just, <laughs> you know, breaking your, your shin and um, you just freaking keep going. And hopefully you're smart enough to like solve some stuff along the way. And maybe, maybe you don't solve the easy stuff because you don't see it, but you just, just keep freaking going, man. Yeah. I hear you. So yeah, you know, we, we've all done that, you know, but you learn from those mistakes. You learn from all that. And uh, hopefully you come out a lot better and it looks like you are. So let's talk about, uh, you know, everyone, the, uh, the website is livehomeroom.com. And there's a click on, there's, there's a button on the top that says invest in a property. Uh, what's that all about? How can people, if I clicked on that, what, what does that take me? What is, what happens and how can people invest with you? Yeah. So if you get, you know, our process for investors and we're really focused on out-of-state investors or remote investors is you come to us, you can have no real estate knowledge. You need, you know, Fifty to one hundred thousand dollars, and just kind of learn the process. So we'll give you. You can schedule a call with us on that site. One of our real estate trained investment guys will talk you through co living. They'll talk you through our process. Very simple, um, and then they'll talk you through the returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we'll do a second call and go through the numbers. We have a lot of, you know, Silicon Valley data analysts that are buying with us, and they want to see how the numbers work. So we're pretty. We're very open book about how that works. Um, and then from there, uh, you get pre-approved for a loan and then buy a house and you pay us to set it up for co-living and let it perform. So very simple, very turnkey, um, not a lot of moving pieces for you as the investor. Okay. So let me understand, because um, I think I understand the concept. If I came to you, uh, I'm going to be in a, ending up purchasing the house, Correct. Mm-hmm. In my market or your market, have, have you found uh, have you found me the house, or do I have to find the house? Both great questions, and I, sorry I skipped over those. We act, we're in six markets today: Indianapolis, Kansas City, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, and we're just expanding to Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll be in Tampa uh, pretty soon as well. So those are the markets that Homeroom offers investors mm-hmm. properties in. Okay. Our goal would be to be in every city of over the next five years. Um, the second piece, we actually source the property. It's on market, but we're basically scouring the MLS, mm-hmm. looking at each property. Does this work for co-living? Does this work mm-hmm. for co-living? What works for co-living is something with a good amount of parking. 
it's not an HOA neighborhood. HOAs are not fun to deal with if you have roommates um, or ever, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, does it have enough shared shower space? These are the big ones, right? And is the layout of the house that of which we can maximize the returns? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are looking at all those things and we'll send you a pro form that says, hey, we found this house. Returns are within our, our threshold and we're trying to get t- above 20% ROI. Um, and here's what, you know, here's what you need to do to pull the trigger on this and mm-hmm. uh, make, and so then we'll help you make an offer. Um, blue collar houses, uh, urban downtown stuff. I mean, what kind of neighborhoods are you, are you in? Yeah, we are in, we are not in urban downtown neighborhoods typically, although it depends. We generally are looking for properties that have still have, I'd say B class rental grade, mm-hmm. not core sit inner part of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also make sure that you know the crime score needs to be pretty good. Uh, we're not going to do gunshot neighborhoods. If you hear a gunshot more than <laughs> once a week, we'll probably won't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it ends up being highly affordable, but it's an elegant home, right? A place that probably I would, you know, in, in a place that I would live essentially, or most people that are you know young professionals would want to mm-hmm. live. So, so it really sounds like uh, it's truly passive, except, you know, that you'd have to have enough credit to buy the house, but you mm-hmm. have the property management, you find the house for us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have like a one-time fee after we do it? Is it a monthly property management fee? So after I buy the mm-hmm. house, what is the ongoing expenses um, to homeroom. Yeah. So the, at the beginning, when you purchase the property, um, that would just be, you know, normal purchase transaction. Mm-hmm. We never hold the property. We're not really involved there. Um, but we do customize the property, uh, make it perfect or co- perfect it for co-living mm-hmm. furnished common areas, smart home technology will t- will convert spaces to bedrooms as well. They'll still mm-hmm. have egress. They'll still be conforming. Um, and so you will pay us for that. And we do tr- have a markup on the, that, mm-hmm. that obviously, so we can like run sure. a business. <laughs> um, and, you know, from there we charge 15% of rents. There's no lease up fees. Mm-hmm. So when you average it out, it actually ends up being about the same price as a typical property manager. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is, is that we increase rents by 75%. So you actually net more than if you ran it, managed it yourself. And so that's kind of our goal is like, we create more value and so when you pay us, it actually is out of the extra we've created. And that's kind of a company value for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. You know, instead of $1,000 a month that you'd rent it to a family, if you do 500 a month times three roommates, that's bigger yeah, return. Quite a, bit be- quite a bit better. And so then maybe, and we charge 15% of that, mm-hmm. you're still making quite a bit more than the 1000 yeah. even after what you pay us. Yeah. Very cool, Johnny. Uh, I, I appreciate you coming on. How else can yeah. people find you? Uh, I, I mentioned livehomeroom.com. How else uh, can people find you? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the primary spot, uh, livehomeroom.com. We're obviously on all the social media, LinkedIn. I post there fairly re- regularly, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do Twitter too much. I have my own website, Johnny Wolf at live at johnnywolf.com, um, where I post some like things that I read and entrepreneurial journey type blogs. Mm-hmm. So you guys are welcome to check those out. But you can email me at johnny at livehomeroom.com at any time. Um, if you're house hacking, looking to invest, happy to, 
to talk to you and, and answer any questions you might have. Well, I appreciate you coming on, uh, Johnny. This is the, uh, a very unique and I think very could be very popular. You know, I'm, I'm doing numbers in my head. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's something that I think works and, and you're proving that it works. And I think it's something that's going to st- stick around uh, for years and years to come. So I appreciate you coming on again, everyone livehomeroom.com. It is Johnny Wolf. Thank you, sir, for coming on today. Michael, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.